When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome into the latest edition of ESPN FC. I'm Dan Thomas, joined by Craig Burley and Stevie Nicol as we kick things off in the Premier League. The early game on Saturday gave us quite the surprise as Bournemouth beat Liverpool by one goal to nil. Billings goal proving to be the difference in the 28th minute. Salah missed the penalty properly in the second half, meaning that all the goodwill, all the excitement after Liverpool's 7-0 thrashing of Manchester United is dead. Uh, Don Hutchison uh, joins us as well to reflect on this result. We'll start there with you, Stevie. What the heck happened? Uh, do you know what? Last week we spoke about how good the front three were. They all got a double. Yep. Everything's rosy. Everybody's back. Well, today they had to do the job and they didn't do it. You know, the, what was going on behind them, their job was to get them the ball in the final third and they had 70% of the ball. And they didn't do the job. Your, your three front men today did not do the job. 15 shots is, is plenty of shots, by the way. You only get six on target. And I can't, I'm actually trying to remember if, if there was a proper save. Mm. So, yeah, this, to me, this is down to the front men. Now, listen, you lose a goal. And actually, the defence, every time Bournemouth did break, looked a little wobbly. Yeah. So... What we're talking about is a performance that we've seen quite a lot from Liverpool. So the United this game season. was an anomaly. Well, I think if yes. you look at, if you look at the big picture, what we saw today is is more of a, an outline of what Liverpool are as yeah. opposed to what we saw last week. So, yes, it was a surprise, but the more you think about it, should it have been? Because we've seen it before this year. In some sense, it made it made it a, a bigger embarrassment for Manu. Right. The way that they capitulated, <laughs> little old Bournemouth, who were joint bottom of the table, being struck. All right, put a good performance up last week against Arsenal. We're very unlucky when Arsenal came back and won at the end. But come on, that was embarrassing from Liverpool again. And, and as Stevie said, that's kind of the Liverpool we've been accustomed to this year, unfortunately. Yeah. But yeah, it just shows you how poor Man United were to capitulate in that manner when Bournemouth. Have you turned this into an anti-Manchester United conversation? <laughs> <laughs> well, you brought up Man United. <laughs> well, yes, because obviously they went into it winning 7 0. Yeah, which, which I'm trying to tell you the fact that Bournemouth can keep Liverpool to a clean sheet and Man United, it could have been double figures, tells you how embarrassing their performance was last week. Don, so different narratives, obviously, from both sides. As Craig mentioned, obviously, Arsenal coming from behind to beat Bournemouth, Liverpool thrashing United. You imagine the mentality of the, both of these teams would be in such different places, yet it was Bournemouth who was stronger across the 90 minutes. Yeah, but therein lies the problem, Dan, because I think Liverpool winning seven last week, they probably thought they were going to waltz into this game and beat little old Bournemouth, bottom of the league. So they were complacent. I thought the two centre-backs, like Stevie said, looked a bit wobbly. They were reacting instead of smelling the danger. Nunez was ineffective. Salah obviously missed the penalty, but never really got a kick. Gakpo as well. I, look, I, looked, at the, I looked at the game, Dan, watching the game today, and it looked like a game that was the carbon copy of the Nottingham Forest game where Virgil van Dijk could have scored three in that game, could have scored two today. But I mean, the performance was so dull 
and so poor. And I looked, and, I, and when I seen the team sheets come in, I thought he's gambled there. Jurgen Klopp, he's gambled by playing Bacetic and Harvey Elliott alongside Fabinho. And I looked at the team that he played against Forrest and he played Carvalho, Jones and Elliott and Fabinho in the middle. So when I looked at this team, I thought they can be fragile because I know what it's like when you play for <laughs> Liverpool, when you've got people like Steve McMahon and Ronnie Whelan alongside you, then all of a sudden you've got Jamie Redknapp and one other alongside you. It can be difficult. But as Stevie said, it was just a really inept performance. I've never seen Nunez look so quiet. Mm. And what, 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 what that tells me is when they beat Man, Man United 7 last week and obviously lost the game today, it tells me that we should expect this from Liverpool because when the front three are flying and they're chaotic in a good way, they can batter anyone. But when they're chaotic and they've got no rhythm and they're not fluid, they can put that type of performance in. But what, what was the gamble, Don? I mean, Har- Harvey Elliott was brilliant last week. Bice he was, but had some ba- game time. Yeah, I just got the feeling, Craig, because he only made one change from the Man United game, and that was Bacetic coming in for Jordan Henderson. But I just got the feeling that he went young alongside Fabinho, and I think it needs... Because Jurgen Klopp said, I think, a couple of days ago that Liverpool are like a fragile flower, and I think that's still what they are. And when you put two young kids who don't know the game and they're still learning their trade and they're still learning how to play the game and learning how to play for Liverpool. Then you take them into an away ground where they've probably not played too many times there. And I would have felt more comfortable if Jordan Henderson and Fabinho played than one or the other, either Bacetic or Harvey Elliott. The fact that he went with two, maybe the team, the, the team line has come in and Bournemouth are thinking he's gambled there and we can get at them. I would have felt more comfortable if, if Virgil van Dijk had defended properly. Yeah, what's going on there? The time. I, I, would have, I would have felt better if Trent Alexander-Arnold, who got a lot of praise last week, even knew there was a player coming in. Yeah. He, I mean, he, he, stood, he stood there. I mean, I'm not saying he can pick two players up because there was two, but he had no idea. Just no idea. I mean, it's... It, it's I don't know. I, didn't look, I don't look at that Liverpool lineup and say, that doesn't say to me gamble. It says to me one change from, from last week. That's all. This is just a bad performance. I've gone to Bournemouth, little old Bournemouth, who they absolutely wrecked earlier in the season so it, it, it was just this wasn't team selection this was just team performance Salah's penalty oh horrible awful I can't remember the last time I saw a ball go so wide from a penalty kick listen I get it I get it when you put it over the crossbar but to go so wide I mean they were lucky to get the penalty in the first place and then you've got to take advantage of it and uh, didn't take advantage they never took advantage of one situation in this, in this entire game. And actually, if you, look at, if you look at Man City, for long periods, Man City today, for me, kind of looked like Liverpool going forward. They never looked like they were going to score. Mm. It was all slow and they weren't creating anything. But you know what? They got one opportunity, pretty much, and they took advantage of it. Liverpool and that's have lost you... ten games away from home this season, Stevie. But it's not... Is, is it really... Here's the thing. Under normal circumstances, Liverpool losing to the team at the bottom of the league so ineptly, we would be like, what is going What is... I mean, it's, it's right. not unusual anymore. I, I suppose the reason it's, it's, really it's unusual not. is because what happened last weekend, wasn't it? And we were talking about turning a corner Aye. and things clicking and momentum and top four and things like that. But we like should have known better. Right. We should have known better. Right. Because all season they've been inconsistent and they very rarely performed the way they did against Man United. So for us to all of a sudden think that, oh, this is going to be, this is going to be the new norm, today was just a realisation of where Liverpool actually are right now. This right. is what they are. Yes, they're better than Bournemouth, 
but they're, they're not they're not that much better than they should be. That's the, that's the problem. They're just not. We'll talk about the relevance of this result with regards to the top four race in a moment. But before we do that, let's reflect on what happened uh, between Spurs and Nottingham Forest. Spurs, of course, coming into this game off the back of three straight defeats. Uh, they would beat Forest though by three goals to one. Harry Kane with a brace. Uh, Scon, Son, Son scoring as well in the second half. Uh, Don, I heard you on the call for this game. Uh, it was a good start from Spurs. It kind of set the standard, wasn't it? Yeah, they played well today, Dan. I mean, they were up against a Forest side that I thought were really, really poor and they made it easy for, for Tottenham, but they still played well. Harry Kane obviously got his couple of goals and as you said, Son scored. I thought Hoybier and I, I, my man of the match today was Oliver Skip in the middle of the park. I thought he was spraying balls everywhere, but he was given so much time. I mean, this is a great header from Harry Kane. Richarlison was in the team, interestingly. I thought that was a good call from Antonio Conte. Worrell diving in, stupid penalty. You know, he's never going to get there. Kane dinks it down the middle and they were cruising at this point. He had to make changes, Steve Cooper at half-time and he did. And they offered a little bit more urgency, a little bit more of a threat. They closed the ball down a little bit better, Forrest. But Tottenham still had enough going forward. And I think, you know, when you look at what Liverpool have got, I think they've got Man City away, Chelsea away and Chelsea at home. And you look at what Spurs have got and they've got Southampton, Everton and Bournemouth. That result today, even though they are inconsistent, makes them favourites for top four. It's best of a bad bunch, isn't it, for that fourth place? When you take a look at how things stand, Spurs, yeah. of course, sitting there six points clear now of Liverpool. Uh, they are favourites to get that last Champions League spot ahead of Jurgen Klopp's side. Yeah, I mean, it's what I said to you a few months ago. I, I think they will do enough against the teams in the bottom half of the table to probably get themselves right. into that top four, particularly with the others sort of falling away. Liverpool's inconsistency, Chelsea are too far behind. Newcastle, who play tomorrow, look as if they're a little bit tired and they've lost a bit of the sparkle. And I think Spurs might just do it against those kind of teams that, that Don mentioned. Uh, they have pretty much been poor in the bigger games. Forrest were not great. They did miss a penalty <coughs> late on Forrest, but, it, but it, you know, Ayew missed it. But, but yeah, they're heading towards the relegation fight. That's expected. But yeah, Tottenham will probably get in the top four as it looks. I mean, good luck figuring this out, by the way. I mean, seriously. I mean... In, in some crazy ways, I'm thinking, OK, Liverpool's got Chelsea and they've got, they've got City. And I'm thinking, well, and then we go to Spurs and we look at the games they've got and you're like, well, they're going to beat these teams. Right. It's not been working that way. I mean, if, if I was to turn around, if you if flicked it around and said Liverpool had those games that Spurs have, well, Liverpool's lost to five of the bottom nine teams this year. So in some stupid way, but that's I'm Liverpool's thinking... Problem. In some, problem, I know, but in some crazy way, I'm thinking the fact that it, it's supposedly tough games, maybe that, that might buck Liverpool's ideas up. Right. I mean, that's how much I'm stretching. Get the, get the that's scores. how much I'm get stretching. Get that he's clutching for. I'm, I'm, I am. <laughs> but so you're, still, but you're, you're, you're sticking with what you said yesterday, Liverpool top four. <laughs> no, I'm changing again. <laughs> I mean, I, honestly, good luck. Good luck. Seriously, figuring this what, out. What do you reckon of the way that Conte handled Richarlison? Perfect. Really? Oh, absolutely. Go on then. You told me mm. you should be playing. Go on then. You better play well. Well, in Richardson's head, that's that's he's going right. Richardson's going right. I'm going to show him. Right. And in Conti's head, he's going right. Go on then. Show me. And if you don't, then I can go. Hey, you were the one that wanted to play. You're the one that said this. So it's a winner all the way around. It's a great decision. Does it not set a precedent, though, for players who aren't playing who no. should come out and say these no, sort of things? No, no. How many players do that? Richardson's wiring's a little different. 
It's not, it's not normal, and right. sometimes it happens, and this is the perfect cure for it. They both, they both win. Yeah, because it was easier from, it was easier from to do it today. Right. Not, not yeah. at Forest. Home at against Forest. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. Home against Forest. The chances, Still. the likelihood is they're going to win. Forest have been struggling, picked a few points up, but of late haven't been playing particularly well. So yeah. It was a pretty easy one for him to make today. Uh, meanwhile, three wins in a row now for Graham Potter's Chelsea as they beat Leicester by three goals to one. Feisty game. There's quite a lot of uh, incidents within it. Overall, though, Chelsea making the getting the victory, getting it done, taking the three points uh, back to London. Did they deserve it, Craig? Yeah, I think they did. And I'm trying to remember all the incidents. I mean, Joe Felix. It was weird, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Joe Felix clipped the post. Scored the goal, that was chopped off for offside. Then he got caught in the ball. Yep. That allowed Leicester back in with a great strike. And I tell you, when Leicester got back in just before half time, Chelsea looked like they were going to crumble. Kepper had to make a couple of big saves. Yeah. Kepper had to make some big saves. I thought there should have been at least one sending off for Leicester for the challenge early on. Yeah. I didn't understand why the penalty wasn't given on, on Fafana when I thought the elbow came out. Uh, that was a head scratcher. But yeah. Great goal from Kovacic, great finish. Far from easy. It was a weird game. Strange game, too many chances to remember. I can't remember all this. Chelsea, so. Chelsea, Chelsea could have been, after about 35 minutes. Keeper should never be they could there. Have, no, right. They could have been and should have been 3-0 up. Because Felix should have scored, not hit the post. And then, he just, the fact he was offside for the goal he got disallowed was, was just schoolboy error. So that should have been 3-0, the game should have been done. By the way, that and was it, brilliant from Fernandez and, and Havertz there. But then by half-time, they probably should have been 2-1 down Chelsea. Because they lost the goal and, as you said, Kepa made a couple of great saves. And then the second half, we, we were talking about it, the second half, they were only 2-1 up. And... Dewsbury Hall. Dewsbury Hall. Had the, what, a, what an opportunity he had about eight yards out and he just completely mishit it and it just trickled to, to Kepa. And then all of a sudden Kovacic scores and then by the end of the game it's a comfortable, it's a comfortable win but this was all over the show. Modric scored as well in the second half but it was, Aye, it was, it was offside just. Yeah. So, so I suppose the big question is what has changed for Chelsea? He scored. Scored three goals. But they're, yeah, they're creating well, much chance. Two disallowed, oh yeah, and three scores. Although they weren't defensively great today. Kepa did have to make some saves. I, I still think that shape is suiting the personnel better. Okay. Cucurella, Koulibaly, Fofana, Badiashio if he comes in, whoever. I think that's shape serving them better. Chelwell looked better. Loftus-Cheek played right wing back. Fernandez has picked up the Premier League quickly. Yes. Very quickly. I think Modric is still raw at times. Does some good things. We've we got to give him credit, Potter, for playing Modric through the middle. His pace. Oh, my goodness. Every time he picked it up and was yeah. running at them, yeah. you're like, oh, no. That's what you want, though, isn't it? That's what we've been Absolutely. asking for from the Chelsea. Yeah, but nobody expected him to go through the middle. Right. I don't know about you, but I thought he was a white guy. I've never seen him play through the middle. Mm. So we've got to give Potter a lot of credit for that. Uh, Don, let's talk about the red cards. As Craig said, a number of questionable calls uh, within the, the early challenge on Jao yeah. Felix. I, th I, I don't know why this didn't go to VAR. Me neither. Me neither. I thought it was... Uh... It was reckless. It was over the top. It was it was violent conduct. It was everything that I think you want in a in a, in a red card. Difficult to tell on the real angle in real time, but that one Ooh. there, I mean, that is oh. that is awful. You know, it's high down the side of the shin. Could have been a a sort of shin breaker. Then he sort of wraps him around the ankle. I was stunned. Var didn't take a look at that. I thought that was a, a stone wall red. Strange one, wasn't it? Because once you saw the replay, thought oh, they're yeah, going yeah. they're going to go to the monitor here. That's just officials who have no. 
they'll tell you about the laws of the game till you're, till you're yeah. absolutely fed up listening about it, but they have no idea about the interpretation of a dangerous challenge half the time. Yeah. Because that's what that was. That started, as Don said, halfway up and then raked all the way down onto the ankle. It ticked every box. I mean, it's just bonkers. What about the Kai Havertz one, where he gets the, obviously the studs on the chest? It's 100% red. Yeah. It completely follows through. Straight it, it's straight. I mean, it, <laughs> you could, listen, Craig just said it. How somebody can look at this and not think that this is a straight red. Watch his leg. He just, you talk about carrying through. My goodness. It's ridiculous. So he, he, sh he should have the ability to stop there. I'm not saying the ball, your, butt, your foot doesn't go that high. It's, right. not, it's, not, it's an unnatural right. position. Right. It's, it's how he collides with them. There's, there's every chance that he's going to collide with them, even trying to, to recoil his, his leg because of the, pay, or the power he's using, but to actually follow through your straight leg and put your studs in somebody's chest right. is 100%. He knows exactly what he's doing. Uh, so things looking better for Chelsea. Meanwhile, in the late game, Manchester City, of course, closing oh. the gap. <laughs> Are you all right? Week is up. <laughs> uh, yeah, closing the gap on Crystal Palace, who haven't had a shot on target uh, in their last three matches uh, now. It would be an Erling Haaland penalty that would... Uh, Proved to be decisive with 12 minutes to go. Just a reminder of what that means. Uh, as it stands then, City are two points off Arsenal at the top. This was a really hard watch, wasn't it? It was a good game to have a nap. It really was. It was that sort of time missed, of day as well. Haaland missed a chance in the first half from, yeah. from six yards or so. Scooped it over. Mm. But this it, isn't the first time we've seen City do this. Like, what's going on? Well, they won. They won. They won. And it might, they might win the Champions League playing this way, which is not as... Exciting and swashbuckling as it's been in recent years. And it is actually, and I know Frank LeBeouf goes on about it a lot, how it is pretty boring. Yeah. And it was only really a, you know, think about it, it was a Crystal Palace mistake, was the difference between the sides. When, right. when they switch off from the corner kick, go to sleep, Gundawan picks it up, and there's a stupid challenge. And they get a penalty, which Haaland slots away. That really was the difference. I mean, don't get me wrong. They never looked like, as if they were going to lose the game, City. No, but there were times you thought, well, how are they going to break through here? Yeah. But Steve, when you've got Foden, Grealish, Haaland, Silva, all that attacking it. talent, how can it be so dull? Because they have, they, they have this thing in their head that, you know, possession is more important. So when, you, when, you're, when your mind's in, in just about possession for possession's sake, you're not trying to go forward at any sort of pace. And when you're, and when you're Man City, the majority of teams you play are sitting back and, and getting men behind the ball. So if you don't move the ball quickly and you're going from side to side, yeah. then by the time you get to the edge of the box, there's nowhere to go. So to, to me, that's all they do. And, and even, even when the opposition on the odd occasion do come out and try, and try and play against them, as soon as they win it back, they don't, they don't look forward. Everything is, again, everything is, let's keep it, let's let them all get back and then we'll start passing it around again. It, it, it's just monotonous. I mean, if they lose the league this year, uh, which is possible, and don't win the Champions League, I, I think because of the style and the sort of pedestrian elements of a lot of the games, there'll be a lot of questions coming his way. Definitely. A lot of questions, particularly with the signing of Haaland, particularly with the form and, you know, chopping of the, the team around and, and Cancelo leaving as well and sort of De Bruyne been on the bench as he's been before and he was again today. There's a lot of pressure on him this year. Mm. Well, not that there's not usually, but I think even more so because I, I, 
I just, it looks stale. I always like yeah. watching Man City, yeah, but right. I don't kind of like, yeah. don't enjoy watching them. Yeah. Uh, Don, are we being too harsh? No, I feel the same. I feel the same. I, I, you know, I think when you watch Man City, I, I wonder if it's in the players' heads because you've got Erlen Haaland at the top end of the pitch, who's just an absolute goal machine. But I think the area that he needs a lot of work on is his link-up play. And whether, the, whether the, the system or the personnel don't quite trust him to link the play, they're more concentrated on getting you know, their passes in and around Grealish or Foden or De Bruyne and then trying to work that final ball for the final pass for Haaland. Maybe that's took an edge away from them. But, but you're right, when you watch them, we've seen City beat the likes of Watford eight and we've seen sixes and sevens. At the minute, listen, I can remember Newcastle in 96 when they were 12 points clear and Man United had about 10 games to go and they won every single game 1-0 and won the title. So if you ask City fans... They're okay, but they're just a they're just a strange watch for the type of football that Guardiola normally plays. It's almost like it wants to be more solid. I've talked about this at the back. You know, with when they had the ball today, they've almost got to a back three, and then that's the kind of shape they have on possession, and then it changes to a back four when John Stones comes in. But you've got Stones on one side and Aki on the other. I mean, that's not... I know Walker was left on the bench today, came on. That's not the kind of full-backs that are... Personnel playing in those positions that Guardiola was using in the last couple of years—it's mm. just not. Yeah, you're not. You're going to get a little bit from those guys, but you're not getting what you were getting from Walker, Cancelo, and Zinchenko. So it's definitely been a sea change. It's almost like you know we were caught with our pants down too many times going forward. I want some more. I want some more defensive. So is that, is that why he keeps telling every, all the fullbacks to get in the middle? Because I can't, I can't figure this but out. They didn't really do it today. Stones was in the middle a lot. Oh, yeah, he Stones was, actually, was in yeah, the middle yeah, a lot. Yeah, yeah. and. And if I'm the opposition, I think I'm quite happy. If you, because if you're putting men in the middle, if you're, if you're adding stones to, to, to Rodri and Gundogan as well, and, and you've got other players coming inside, if I'm the opposition, defensively, I'm quite happy. You're right in the middle of the park, whereas all the numbers are, I'm fine. What I don't want is leaving space wide for, for, for people like Grealish and Foden to run at me. Yeah. So I'm quite happy if you want to load the middle. But it's working. slow everything down. Yeah. Well, it's well, working. well, they're getting away they're getting to, to an yeah. extent. It's yeah. working at the moment. Yeah, they've got Leipzig, of course, in the Champions League coming up uh, this week. Uh, meanwhile, for Crystal Palace, they're in trouble. Just five points out of the last 30 uh, they've occurred, which means that they currently uh, sit 12th in the table, which you would think would be all right. But look at how incredibly close it is. Obviously, we saw Leeds uh, draw with Brighton today. Everton with a big, big win against Brentford takes them out of the relegation zone. Uh, Southampton's sitting there at the moment with Leeds and West Ham. Don, it's so tight down there, isn't it? It's incredible. I've been there myself, Dan, and when you're down there, you know, if you can get a win and a draw, even better back-to-back -back wins, you can climb from being bottom of the league up to about 12th, and Palace are drifting, Leicester are drifting. I think West Ham were third bottom might just be fine. I've got a pretty, a pretty good idea. A uh, hunch who's going to go down. I think that's... Southampton, Leeds and Bournemouth, but you can't say for sure because, you know, the, the couple of performances that Bournemouth's put in, you, 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 you give them a little bit of hope because of what they're doing. They're not getting battered every week. But there's teams drifting, as I said, Palace and, and Leicester worry me. Um, but when you're down there, Dan, if you can nick a win, if you can nick a draw um, and put something together, if you've got like a little block of fixtures and you go, right, let's, let's get a couple of wins in the next four games, it can take you so far up the league in terms of the positions, not in terms of numbers, because this is going to be tight from now to the end of the season. It really is, isn't it? There's going to be a lot of nervous mm. players, managers, fans between now and the end of the campaign. Almost, mm. They've almost all changed the manager. I mean, West Ham haven't, but, but Leeds have, Southampton have, Everton have. You wonder what's going to happen with Vieira at the moment. I think he'll be OK. I, I, I think the, it, 
They've had a struggle, as you mentioned, of late. I actually think Palace will be okay. Uh, what about Leicester? Leicester. Rogers. What about Rogers? Leicester defensively. One point off the bottom. Defensively, Leicester have had a shocker, and not just today, uh, where they could have lost five or six. Could have scored as well. I mean, they're a threat going forward, but yeah. they're a shambles at the back. And they're in free fall. I mean, yeah. proper free fall. Knocked out of the cup by Championship Blackburn. You know, beaten again today. Madison limped off today. Yep. Mm. He got, it was actually a bad challenge on Madison, so he looked as if he was struggling. But, but yeah, you know, I, I have no idea at the moment. I, I think Forrest will get dragged back down further into it. Uh, that, that's going to go right to the wire for them. Yeah. He's going to be chopping and changing his team. He's got so many players to pick from, and he's got so many conundrums to try and get to try and get the right team on the field to get the right result, just to get them safe. And at the moment, they're struggling. So, so yeah. Maybe up to Palace. I think Palace will be okay, though. Uh, just a reminder, next weekend is all about the quarterfinals of the FA Cup. They're live on ESPN+. Plus. It starts with uh, Vincent Company returning to Manchester City. That's on the Saturday and Sunday. Sheffield United, Blackburn, Brighton, Grimsby, and it's Manchester United, Fulham. Extra time is always available over on our YouTube channel. Be sure to check it out. Did you know less than 10% of Americans own an e-bike? Here's why that should change. Studies show e-bike owners actually end up exercising more, plus getting outside more. If you're looking for a balanced lifestyle and everyday adventures, you need to check out Electric e-bikes. They are the number one selling e-bike brand in America. Their bikes are typically foldable, pre-assembled, and have serious range up to 150 miles on some models. Check them out today at electricebikes.com and add some more adventure to your week. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-Bikes.com. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't a search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash FC. Just go to Indeed.com slash FC right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on the podcast. Indeed.com slash FC, terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Borussia Dortmund's fine run of victories in Germany came to an end on Saturday as they couldn't manage a 2-2 draw against Schalke. Schalke is here to give us his views on this game in a moment. But first, let's hear from Edin Terzic. Edin, the winning run in the Bundesliga comes to an end. On derby day, no less, that must hurt. How would you analyse the game today? So we said it before the game that there are two ways to play this game tonight. There's the way that they want it, a bit wild, a bit emotional, a bit passionate, or um, if, we, if we play our football. And this is what we did, especially in the first half. We played some decent stuff. It was very hard for them to get on the ball. It was very hard for them to press us. And uh, we, we had some really good opportunities in the first half to even get 2-0 up. Um, but then in the second half, 
we did what they wanted. Uh, so it was an open game. We opened the door again. We've been two times up, and then still we concede counter attacks. And yeah, this is how it goes. And uh, now two two times in this week, we had a disappointment. But I think it was totally different on Tuesday. On Tuesday, the opponent was much better than us, and it was a de deserved defeat. But today we played some good game, but we didn't kill it. And that's the, that, that's the thing that makes us a bit disappointed. Uh, not a bit, uh, a very disappointed and and frustrated tonight. To be only still two points off Bayern Munich at the top, given that you said you were starting at a minus going into 2023, that's still something that must please you, just not right now? Uh, for sure, it's um, still a good situation we're at, but we could have, have it better tonight. And that's frustrating because we are, we are getting such questions. Are you fighting for the trophy? We want we want to improve our game and this is the reason why we are so humble because we know that we are, we are not on that level at the minute. We have to show it. We showed some really good stuff but again we opened the door for the opposition and if we want to achieve the maximum in this season we have to stop it and play our game for 90 minutes. Eddie Terzic then catching up with Archie after the game. What does it all mean? Well, as they said, two points now separate Bayern Munich and Borussia Dortmund at the top of the table. Let's start off with that Dortmund draw, Shaq. Where did it, get wrong? Where did, where did it go wrong for them today? I, I thought they allowed Schalke to dominate the second half. I thought they allowed emotion into the game, which Terzic spoke about there in his post-match interview. I thought they, they handled the emotion of, of the first half wonderfully well. Um, sat off to start with, just allowed the game to, to, to take shape and, and they, Dortmund were the better team in, in the first half. But you knew that Schalke would, would come out in the second half. You knew what to expect, but it wasn't that same, that same approach. They, they played on the front foot, they allowed room in behind, crowd got involved, Schalke got the equaliser and, and in truth, even though Guerrero then makes it 2-1 um, and then Bino Gittens had a Glorious opportunity to make it 3-1. I thought Schalke were the, uh, were the better team in, in, in the second half. And as a result, a 2-2 draw and a share of the spoils was fair. How difficult is it, Steve, in these situations where you want to go in and you want to control the game, but that derby atmosphere kind of takes over? It's really down to concentration. Because when you get yourself in the position where you're, you're in control of the game, if you keep your concentration, keep doing what you're doing, keep... Keep listening in your head to the messages that the manager gave you, then then you should be fine. That that whole emotion is taken out of the game. But when you lose concentration, and then you let you let them back in it, then you have to start again. And they couldn't get going again. Uh, and of course, a significant result regarding the title race. Borussia Dortmund put together that fantastic run, but Bayern Munich back in their stride, Jack. But goodness me. Uh, they did let Augsburg back into it on more than one occasion. Yeah, and, and you give Augsburg the start that they did, but I thought Bayern Munich dominated throughout. Again, kind of showing a soft side to them in, in conceding even two, two further as, as the game went on. But they just have, have so many tools going forward. They just overpowered Augsburg. That's, that's the challenge for everybody in the Bundesliga, how you deny Bayern Munich when they're in this kind of form um, and show that this kind of strength. The, the one thing, I guess, that you somehow have to try to spin into a positive from a Dortmund perspective is that Bayern is still in the Champions League. You now only play weekend to weekend. Maybe that catches up with them. But ordinarily, come turn of the year, when Bayern, if Bayern Munich get their noses in front, it's, it's, it's hard to deny them. Pavard took his goal as well today. Oh, really, really well. Um, the, the second in, in, in particular, I, I thought it was creative. Somehow he finds room in, in, in the box. Um, 
and and and, and found a volley that, that I'm not quite sure quite sure where where he did. Um, the, the, the first I, I thought was simple, just following in from the set piece and Tadio Mane just helps that back into the danger area. Pavard, right place, right time. The second was of course the, the, the far more difficult, the far more impressive. He just peels off into space, some of the ball comes to him. How you control that, I'm not quite sure what a volley that is. I boot, Burley. Sorry? I boot. No, no, I was okay you're, with that you're one. You're okay with that one? No, that's that was, good. There was no... Uh, <laughs> Violence, <in> that, <laughs> uh, but you know you look at the Dortmund squad and you look at the Bayern squad and it's chalk and cheese. In fact, you look at Bayern squad and put it alongside Man City squad, which we always kind of talk about as as the benchmark sometimes when everybody's fit. But we saw in midweek against PSG the players that they had on the bench. We've seen the changes that they've been able to make today. So it, it is going to be really tough for Borussia Dortmund to go all the way with them because. They're probably not going to give up many points, if any. Mm. And that means Dortmund are going to have to be flawless. And you look at their defence, Hummel's in today. They can't, they're not great at keeping clean sheets against the better side. So it's looking like Bayern are going to take this by the scruff of the neck and, and run away with it. That's it for you, Shaka. Well, that's great. Any, One and done. Anything you'd like to add? No, I'm good. No? No, I'm ready to go. All right, well, we're ready for you to go as well. Uh, <laughs> just a reminder, the Classico, of course, live on ESPN Plus, April the 1st. A massive game then in Munich as Bayern take on a Borussia Dortmund. Be sure to join us for that. Meanwhile, of course, matches continue tomorrow. Freiburg, Hoffenheim, Werder Bremen, Bayer Leverkusen and Wolfsburg against Union Berlin, all back-to-back -back on ESPN Plus. For more reaction to what we saw in Germany today, be sure to go over to our YouTube channel and don't forget to subscribe to ESPN FC. Tired of ads interrupting your favorite sports podcasts? Good news! Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music, included with your Prime membership. Amazon Music offers the most ad-free top podcasts. Enjoy shows like First Take, Pardon the Interruption, and The Low Post, available ad-free and uninterrupted. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app or go to Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods. That's Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Real Madrid had to come from behind to beat Espanyol. It was Jose Lu that put them in the lead early on at the Santiago Bernabeu, but then a nice individual goal from Vinicius Jr. Coupled with a good finish from Militao, Asensio scored late on. So Real Madrid take all three points or more in this game. Uh, let's hear from Carlo Ancelotti. With Carlo Ancelotti, congratulations for the win. Thank you. This is uh, the reaction that you were expecting from your team. Well, yes, it was a good reaction, but that's how we hope to act, not to react. <laughs> uh, we, we, we did a mistake uh, in a long ball, we conceded the goal, and after that we were able uh, slowly to be back in the game, to equalise the game and to score a fantastic goal with Militao, second half, uh, 
the intensity of the game was not so high, but we had a good control uh, until the end. It's good to have uh, this version of Vinicius back as well. Yeah, Vinicius played well, scored a fantastic goal, similar to the goal against Liverpool. Uh, his attitude was really good. Um, he was focused on the game, he did well, and so did, did, uh, this is what we expect from him. It's a key week, the, the one that is starting. You have the Champions League game that you have to close to go through the quarterfinals and El Clásico. Uh, do you have the team where you want it? Yeah, I think so. We have no problem for this. I think that mentally, uh, as a motivation, we we are going to be at the top for this game. The, 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 the squad is used to prepare this kind of game at the best and for sure we will be at the best because there are really important games, both of them. Thank you very much, Carlo. No, grazie. grazie. So this is how it sounds after that victory for Real Madrid. Six points and separate them and Barca at the top of the table. Barca, of course, in action against Athletic Club on Sunday. For more on this, let's welcome in Ali Moreno. I suppose at the moment, from a Real Madrid perspective, a win is a win, Ali. Yeah, you'll take it. Certainly so. And given the negative momentum going into this match, the struggles, the pressure, the criticism, it was important to get three points. Now, I think something that Carlo Ancelotti just said there is really important in that, yes, he liked the reaction of his team, but that he would want action so that they didn't have to react to anything. So that right away from the start of the game, they were in control and therefore would be able to then win this game because of how much better they are than Espanol. But 10, 15 minutes in, it had been all Espanol all the time. And if there was ever, I guess, a game in which you scored too early, it was this for Espanol. They scored in the eighth minute, had another chance a couple of minutes later by, in a header by Vinicius Sosa. Uh, Tiwa Courtois comes up with a save. It could have been to nothing. In fact, it should have been to nothing. It wasn't. And then Espanol just, they, they just couldn't help themselves. Their natural reaction was to protect. Natural reaction was to get deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper. And when they did that, they allowed Real Madrid, that hadn't been all that great up until that moment, to take possession of the ball, to go on the attack. And no better example than that than the uh, Vinicius goal, where he's essentially allowed to walk inside the 18-yard box. There's a lot of players from Espanol around him, but nobody's defending. And this is what Espanol did a lot today. They had a lot of numbers behind the ball, but not enough pressure on the ball in deep areas. Real Madrid took over, their quality took over. Three points, and it's three points that are very important because I think it lays a path by which Real Madrid can think that the comeback is possible. Maybe Barcelona drops points against Atletico Bilbao away from home tomorrow. And if that's the case, then you're looking into El Clásico with a whole lot more optimism than you were last week. Uh, of course, before El Clásico is the little matter of Liverpool in the Champions League. Just a reminder how things stand. Uh, Real Madrid 40-1 to on to advance. Uh, Liverpool 16-1. to uh, Liverpool, of course, losing today against Bournemouth. They, sh they should be fine, shouldn't they, Ali? They should be, they will be, they're going to be fine, especially if Mohamed Salah is taking a penalty, That they'll be fine. Uh, look, I, I, I look at, at Real Madrid 
I don't concern myself with Real Madrid in Champions League and certainly when they have a three-goal lead. Today, because of the lack of intensity in the second half that Ancelotti just mentioned in that interview, uh, the truth is that Real Madrid didn't really have to spend a whole lot of energy in the second half. He was allowed to make some changes around the 60-65th minute. Modric came off, Toni Kroos came off, Benzema did not play today because they're saving him for the game against Liverpool. So all signs point to the fact that Real Madrid should be dominant at home and should be able to get through, even though Liverpool have improved. I don't think it will be enough. And certainly when you think about what we have seen from Real Madrid in Champions League so far, yeah. you have to imagine that a similar performance would be too much for Liverpool. After the United game, I was trying to spin it, Stevie, that maybe mm. a little bit of hope, Real yeah. Madrid struggling. It's difficult to spin anything but a Real Madrid win, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. And I wasn't, I wasn't buying what you were trying to sell me no. after the United game. And, and so after this... Latest debacle, shall we say? Yes. I mean, the odds. are there odds? I mean, yes, there are. I've just shown them. Oh, you did. Yes. I won't look into <laughs> forty to one. Because there was no point to look. Because it doesn't matter. It could, <laughs> be a, it could be a million to one. It I'm not looking. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. matter. What's the odds? <laughs> I don't look at them. You can, you can put whatever you want. Right. It's not happening. Listen, they're in, a, they're in a situation. We did have that discussion after the battering of Man United. Could. Is it possible to go there and hmm. replicate that quality going forward? I think when all things are said and done, and having seen them today struggle with Billings and Solanke up front, yeah. that'll be a thing to go to the Bernabeu <laughs> and not actually get battered, yeah. rather than going there and scoring three or four, which they need. It'll be going there and not get embarrassed. Yeah. Let's not forget, this is the team early on in the group stages, went to Naples and got absolutely humiliated in Naples. So. So, yeah, I, I'm not expecting any miracles at all. Uh, Ali will say thank you very much. Ali, of course, will be back with us uh, tomorrow to focus on Barcelona against Athletic Club. Then, of course, next weekend, it's all about El Clasico. Barcelona against Real Madrid next Sunday. Coverage starts on ESPN Plus at 3 p.m. Eastern. Now, if you're on the West Coast, be sure to go to the watch party in Los Angeles at Tom's. Uh, Hugo Sanchez and I believe, forget Hugo Sanchez, what's he ever done? Hercules Gomez uh, will be there as well. Be sure to check it out. Hi, this is ESPN's Mike Greenberg, and ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today, and new users get $100 in bonus bets for making any sports book bet. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network.
That is it. That brings us to the end of today's show. Be sure to stay tuned though. Don will be back, Craig and Stevie as well, to answer your questions on Extra Time. Stay with us. Welcome in then to the latest edition of Extra Time. Thank you as always for your tweets. Craig and Stevie with us here in the studio. Don Hutches uh, joins us as well. For Stevie, is this the most confusing, unpredictable Liverpool team you've watched? Aye, easily. Absolutely easily, no <laughs> question. I have no idea what to expect right. anymore. Did you get up for this game? Because it was early, wasn't it? Oh, half seven. Oh, no. I, I, I was glad I got up for it. I'll tell you, when at half time, I was like, did I go back to bed? Oh. Did you, Eleanor at least give you breakfast? Did you have a full-on full, full English? Uh, a bit later on. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's got to yeah, get his, got to get his daily cholesterol in. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Stodge. <laughs> got to get his stodge. Uh, it, took a little, it took a little bit of edge off the defeat. What was it? What, what did you serve up? Uh, sausage egg rolls. Oh, lovely. Very got, nice. Cup of tea, Ooh, yeah. oh. you ever A bit of bacon. Like, oh, sorry, a bit of bacon, bacon in one of them. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's his question. In the morning, have you ever not done that and had like a yogurt or something? <laughs> Or a bit of smoked what? salmon, something. Smoked salmon? Why would they do that? <laughs> yogurt. Are you having a laugh? What, what about smoked salmon on toast? What's uh, a yogurt ever got anybody anywhere? As <laughs> <laughs> opposed to bacon and sausage. Yes. Uh, Stevie, what made this good question? What made you more angry? Manchester United or today? Manchester United. Still? Still, yeah. 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 Yeah, no, Man United was a full on. Yeah, this was just ah, oh, yeah, well, sure. Uh, Doc, can you empathise with Stevie getting angry when when Liverpool won? No, what? You lost me for a second there. What? Yeah. What, what's happened? Yeah, do you, do you want to explain your emotions, how they work? No, I was trying to explain. So Dan was asking me why I was getting angry. So I was getting angry every time we scored. Yes. Right. He was what? Getting because angry. it was like because it was like it was that. Right. Right. And I was trying. Oh. To, I was trying to explain to Dan that every time I scored a goal. Angry. Yeah, every time I Happy scored angry. a goal, I did the same thing. I was angry. It was like, followed by expletives. Right. So that's why I was angry. Take that. Yeah. Yeah. It's getting weirder by the day. <laughs> it's getting very weird. I mean, only, only Stevie could be angry about Liverpool winning seven and not too bothered about losing 1-0. Oh, I wouldn't say I was bothered. Uh, Craig, are Chelsea playing any different these last few games or are they finally starting to just put away their chances? Well, they changed the shape a little bit. Uh, last, I don't know if it's just the last couple of games, but uh, mm. Bali looks a bit better in the middle of that back three. Yeah. Cucurella on the left. Today it was Fafana on the right. Today, Stevie was talking about in the show, Modric's had a different position through the middle. Joe Felix is a bit frustrating because it's in there. And some of the things he does is, are really good. But the end product for him is not there at the moment. Yeah. I just now will that come? Because like obviously Jao Felix came with a massive price tag to Atleti, never really set the world well, alight. Better come, and I'll be definitely going back to Atletico Madrid. And then Simeone, of course, was blamed for not using him the right way. And now we're in a situation where he's at Chelsea, and he's getting the chance, but he's not really taking. Yeah. Well, he, he, I mean, he should. He scored the goal, but he was offside, and that again was just down to his eagerness to get in there. Yeah. Havertz was a great finish. In all fairness to him, from the, the ball from. Fernandez, so I think they're just gelling a little bit better, yeah. and he's found he's found a shape that's kind of worked for him at the moment with this personnel. Don, you've banged on about how much you love Joe Felix. <laughs> I do like him because because I'm, I'm I'm with Craig. It's like I want him to do well because I know there's an unbelievable player in there. But I think they've all tried it, Dan. I think Antonio Conte tried it for one or two games, changing the shape. 
Then he realised with the personnel who were best suited to a three. Sarri tried it. Tuchel tried it. Lampard tried it. Listen, this team and this personnel, when you've got Chilwell and you've got Rhys James when he's fit, they can only play as wing-backs because they're so good at going forward. Why would you even try them playing in a back four? So I think he's realised, Graham Potter, he's might have took a lot of flack of pundits, he's might have took a lot of flack of Chelsea fans. Now he's playing three centre-backs, they look a better team. Chilwell's celebration was good, wasn't it? What, the ears? Yeah. Well, like... get, was he getting stick? Yeah, he's getting stick. Yeah. What did he do? Oh, that one. Yeah, because yeah. of the stick he's getting from the fans. Yeah, see that, all that? I don't want to, you know, don't celebrate against your old team and all that. Get over there yeah, and Yeah, get over off. it and have it. Yeah, have it. Uh, have what, it. What's more likely, Stevie? Arsenal winning the Premier League or City winning the Champions League? Hmm. That's tight. Is it? I Aye. don't think it's that tight. Gosh, well, it's either Arsenal or Man City. Yes, right. Well, that was oh, well, done. Well done. And in the Champions League. Well, hold on. Hold on. Let me see your rock. See what you're all jumping in quick, aren't you? You finished yet? Let me know when you finish. <laughs> all right. There's two teams. Right. Thank you. Right. right. What are the two teams? In the Champions League. Yes. You could argue for Napoli, Real Madrid, and Man City. So there's three teams. So Don, tell me the odds. What? Yeah. what You've made some sense there, Stevie. What, so what you're saying is, Stevie, so what Arsenal. Well, you're just proving my point. Right. That's why it's tight. Why? It's a tight decision. This isn't proving any point. Oh, yes. What's the point? The point is it's a tight decision. Right. Yeah, we get that. Well, because well, the, the the there, are, there are multiple teams that could win the Champions League, right? Right. And no, but, they, but there's only two teams that are going to win the Premier League. Right, so that's going so to be... Some would, some would argue that they'll win the Premier League because of their experience. Okay. So which one? But some it? would argue that they won the Champions League because, yes, because so of like today <laughs> they didn't play which De Bruyne it, because they tried to win the Champions League. Have you got the any answer this before <laughs> breakfast tomorrow? <laughs> God's sake, man! Answer it's, not the an question. E it's not an easy answer. Arsenal. What's more likely? I know you're you, you parrot. Well, it's good. Well, by well, your logic, it's got to be Arsenal. From, uh, Arsenal by yeah. your logic, Stevie, it's got to be Arsenal. Yeah. yeah. There wasn't logic, that was just well, it was, it waffle. Was, it was getting there. Then he got distracted. Then he got a little grump. Well, I'll tell you what I'll do. I'm not, do you know what? Future, I'll not even bother. I'll just I'll give just you an answer. Home. I'll give you an answer straight away. And whether, it doesn't matter whether it's right or wrong. That would help. Why don't we get a clock? And then you've got, you, you've got five seconds to answer. Right. How would we do that? Would that oh, keep that's a good idea. Okay. Right. Right. Is that enough time for you? Oh, I can make it enough time. Well, good. Depends what you want, eh? For Don, I'm, I'm very accommodating. <laughs> Percentage chance, the following teams finishing fourth in the Premier League. Okay, get ready? Yep. Liverpool. Yep. Yeah, percent oh, what, What's the percentage now? Sorry. Uh, uh, 30. Uh, 30. Oh, that's not leaving you much score. Oh, that's, that's too high. high. <laughs> that's too high. <laughs> that's too high. 30 for Liverpool. Yep. Spurs. 50. Oh, oh. Not much left. Chelsea? Uh, 10 and 10. 10, 10 and Chelsea, 10. 10 Newcastle. Do you agree, Stevie? Yes. You got four more seconds. I was at two quick. Four, four seconds left. Seconds. Sorry. Yes, 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 and yes. The buzzer's not There's gone five yet. seconds. Don, if you could travel back in time to witness play any one soccer match in history, Ooh. which match would you choose and why? What Whoa, a yes. question that is. Oh, 
Oh, remind me of the year when uh, was it? Was it Germany, Italy in the World Cup? Was that eighty-two or eighty-six? Was that on your Three-two, Rummenigge. No, Germany, Italy. That was no, Brazil, Italy. Brazil, Italy. Was it? No, I was thinking. The, no, I was thinking the German game when Rummenigge scored two. So that Champions League final, uh, World Cup final. Buzz was going. You got five seconds. <laughs> oh, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, Stevie, help me. I'm going to okay. go five seconds. Right, Stevie. I'm trying to think of the game, Don. I can't think of it. Okay, you go, Stevie. See, I'm, going to, I'm just going to throw, get ready to throw a little spanner in. Do whatever you want. Yeah. See, part of the problem is games are so memorable because you don't know what's, what's coming. So when you know what's coming, it's not the same. Okay. Like Newcastle-Liverpool, when, when Stan Collymore scored the fourth goal in the last kick of the game, right? Yes. I mean... Oh, well, what a game to watch. Exciting, the whole thing, right? Right. But when you know the score, it's completely different. If you could go back and replay the FA Cup final against Wimbledon or the 89 game against Arsenal, which one would you do? Whoa. Ooh, that's, that's a not test. getting in five seconds. Oh. Well, I'd have to say the Arsenal game. Right. Because it's for the league. Yeah. Well, FA Cup was great, but... Maybe that ball in the league. Look, that, maybe Michael Thomas wouldn't lob that ball over your head, eh? Well, you obviously never saw it again. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> not today, Craig, not today. Mm. So well, that no, wasn't yeah. you? Yeah, I'd have to, I'd have to you? say that. Was that you? What about you? The Arsenal game, that's... Brazil, Italy, World Cup, 82. There you go, the old video. Who would you play for, Brazil or Italy? Oh, Italy, Paolo Rossi. Yep. Yeah, I played for the team that lost. <laughs> Why would you do that? Italy won. They won the World Cup that year. Yeah. Italy won. 3 2. Because they won the World Cup. Of course, course you would. He said, Where would you play for? Why would you, why would you play for Brazil then if Brazil got beat? You said Italy. I know. Right, why, why exactly. I just said to him. Why is you making a stupid question? How <laughs> stupid is the question? Oh, you're having a go what team do you want to play for? Oh, I'll play for the team What's that happening? lost. What's happening? What are well, you well, he's not, right? well, the problem with him is he doesn't listen and then all of a sudden he catches something and he thinks. <laughs> that's, that's his problem. You've been to the doctor recently? Yeah, right. <laughs> for Stevie, what was your favourite MLS city to visit? Oh. Toronto used to have a good time with Paul, didn't you? Don't answer it for me. Aye. Yeah? Aye. Toronto. Yeah, I remember him in stories of Toronto. Yeah, me, Paul. We used to meet up with Morris, Morris Johnson. Yeah. Aye. Yeah. Toronto. Yeah. Because we didn't always go out, you know. Most of the time we stayed in. Nobody asked. <laughs> no, well, well he's, he's kind of thinking because we, I mean, we didn't, I'm trying to think what other places we went out because we didn't go out. Right. We always went back to the hotel. And then got all the staff in, into my suite. Yep. Sweet? Yep. We had a good time. We had a good okay. laugh. Boss. Boss. Boss laugh. Yeah. Yeah. Was there a story that someone bought non-alcoholic beer one time into your suite? I don't remember. I was like, no, maybe, I'm, maybe I'm thinking of a different story. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that, that, wouldn't, that wouldn't be allowed. Uh, no, I was going to say. <laughs> uh, that's it. Don, thank you very much. Thank oh. you, Craig. Thank you, Stevie. Hey, boys. Uh, ESPN FC will be back on your screens. Uh, yeah, what team do you want to play for? Oh, I'll play for the team we got beat. All right, why are you so narky today? Well, I'm not narky. Quite narky. What are you saying? Quite narky. <laughs> Just checking he's listening. <laughs> Sorry? <laughs> Brainstorm. What's something that works so well that it's basically magic? 
microwave, air conditioning. What about selling with Shopify? Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash FC, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash FC now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash FC.